0: This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 307. What to do when you screw up, part two, by Steve Kam of nerdfitness.com. And I'm Dr. Neil, your very own personal narrator. Happy Tuesday. Welcome to another edition of Optimal Health Daily. This is one of five podcasts where we read to you from blogs for free so that you don't have to read them yourself. But on Fridays, I do something a little different. That's where I answer your questions. And if you wanna have your question answered right here on the show, come by oldpodcast.com and submit your audio question. Or you can call it in by dialing 61 I love ohd Now today's episode is a continuation from yesterday. So if you're new here or are surfing around, you'll probably wanna hear yesterday's episode first. That's episode 306. But if you're all caught up, let's jump right into part two and continue optimizing your life. What to do when you screw up, part two, by Steve Kam of nerdfitness.com. Quickly think of three things for which you're grateful. When you do something wrong, it's standard practice to sit there and think about all of the things that you could have done differently. If I had only done this, then that wouldn't have happened. I can't believe that happened, that never happens. What was I thinking? Why was this time different? If that person hadn't done that, things would have worked out. Whether it was your fault or the fault of somebody else's, it's your responsibility to fix it. Spending more than three minutes thinking about what could have been is a great way to mess with your brain and make the situation even worse. The main thing to remember is no matter how bleak the future might seem, today is an opportunity to live a better day than the day before. You're alive, plus one to you. I forced the negative out of my brain and counted my blessings. I spent the weekend with all of my friends who I haven't seen in a long time. I'm about to go visit my parents who I haven't seen in months. Heck, I'm still lucky to have parents. Not having my computer for a while will force me to remember there's more to life than pixels on a 13-inch screen. Immediately put steps in place to fix it. After you've accepted the fact that it happened, count your blessings and think of something positive. Immediately take a step to improve the situation. This was my plan and the steps I could put in place immediately. One, call the TSA and see if they have my laptop. Leave a message and wait to hear back. Two, research costs to have a laptop overnight shipped to Boston should they find it. Three, expect that they don't have my laptop and begin steps for plan B. Four, contact Team Nerd Fitness and explain I might be without my computer for a few days. Five, reach out to my friend Adam in Nashville and see if he can send me my backup from my apartment. Six, find the store hours for the nearest Apple store in Boston. And seven, check the bank account, credit card statements, and see if I can afford a replacement laptop. When you sit there and worry or complain about what went wrong, nothing about your situation improves. Think about it. Complaining about that flat tire ain't gonna fix it. Getting mad at yourself about the ticket you just got won't make it go away. Crying about the project you messed up at work won't make it magically fix itself. Saying sorry doesn't put the Triscuit cracker in my stomach, does it now, Carl? Sure, taking steps is an important part of the recovery process as it gets you one step closer to a solution. However, even just writing down all of the steps you would take has this weird effect on your brain. It makes you realize that what you thought was a monumental apocalyptic catastrophe is really only a three or four on the OS scale you suddenly feel less like a victim, if it wasn't your fault, or less like an idiot, if it was your fault, and more empowered and proactive. Remember, personal responsibility is the greatest skill we can possess. My friend Cash jumped in the pool with his iPhone last month, doing a pretty solid flip in the process. Within six hours, he had found somebody to buy it on eBay for close to retail, convinced Sprint to let him out of his contract a year early, and had borrowed an old phone of mine to get him through the next month. Take steps immediately to make your situation better and you'll feel better too. Do an idiocy audit. The best time to fix a situation when you screwed up is before something goes wrong and you're really screwed. Do an idiocy audit. Here's how I pre-planned for something like this. One, have my entire computer backed up online. I use CrashPlan and pay $9 a month and have my entire computer and all hard drives backed up online. Two, I have my computer backed up on an external hard drive that I back up once a week and keep in a separate drawer. For 70 bucks, you have the peace of mind knowing that if your computer breaks, gets stolen or gets soaked, you can be up and running with your exact setup and files within a few hours. And three, I have an idiot fun savings account. Seriously. Hat tip to Ramit Sethi for this one. I have a free online savings account with ING, which is now Capital One 360, that automatically pulls $50 from my checking account each month. When I do something stupid, break something or lose something, I already have money set aside so the financial hit is minimized. Do an idiot audit of your life. What is something that has got you in trouble in the past or something that would really mess with your life should it happen? Do you get speeding tickets often? Set aside $50 a month for speeding idiocy. Do you always break your phone or drop it? buy idiot insurance for $5 a month or start a fund. Have a high insurance deductible? Start setting aside money now for that deductible so if you were to get injured or needed to go to the ER, you're not financially destroyed should things go south. Do whatever you can to automate the process and keep your mind out of it. An honest audit of what you can screw up and automated plans to get you back on your feet can really help mitigate that feeling of hopelessness when things go wrong remember, you're still alive. If you get fired, if you get injured, if you lose something irreplaceable, remember that you are still alive. You woke up today with a pulse. Put stuff in perspective quickly and then take steps to build on that. This study on happiness taught me that human beings are incredibly adaptive and in how we respond to negative events in our lives. As Bruce Wayne tells us, it's not who we are, but what we do that defines us. Wait, I gotta do that with the Bruce Wayne voice. It's not who we are, but what we do that defines us. Nah, that was off. That's all right. Things tend to work out for the best, though there's no shame in planning for the worst. After waiting in limbo for 36 hours, I received a call back from TSA. They had my laptop. I transferred $100 from the idiot fund to my checking account, had them overnight ship me my laptop, and I was back up and running by midday. I was lucky, but had I not been so lucky, I had already put steps in place to fix the problem. You just listened to part two of the post titled, What to Do When You Screw Up, by Steve Cam of nerdfitness.com. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. I agree with Steve in that a lot of what happens to us in life is really about perspective. When we think about things that stress us out, a lot of it is about how we frame that stress. Much like Steve was saying, when an event happens to us, it's our interpretation of that event that's really what's important. And one of the best ways to relieve that stress or relieve that shame or relieve that embarrassment or panic is to simply reframe what's going on. Basically, put that event in a different perspective. And in fact, I'm gonna quote the actor Michael J. Fox here. For those of you that don't know, Michael J. Fox, at a very young age, we usually don't see this happen to younger folks, was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease. With Parkinson's disease, for some reason, the body stops producing this hormone, dopamine. Dopamine has a lot of functions. One of the functions is to control body movements. So his brain is no longer producing enough dopamine to help him control his body movements. And again, he was diagnosed at quite a young age, and so he has a very debilitating condition. But here's his quote. Happiness is a choice. Optimism is a cure for many things, quote. So again, be grateful for what you do have. Now once again, before I go, if you want to possibly hear your question being answered right here on the show, plus be in special bonus raffles, come by oldpodcast.com to submit your audio question. Or you can do it the old-fashioned way and call it in. The number is 61 love ohd Thank you, as always, for listening. Thank you for being a subscriber to the show. I hope you have a great rest of your Tuesday, and I'll be back here tomorrow with the start of another two-part post and where your optimal life awaits.